When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As I said yesterday at the end of the show, we're washing away all the nonsense. We're washing away all the other stuff. It's time to focus on football. Yeah. Steelers and Bengals, Saturday at 4.30 on Festivus for those that observe, just like me. Will there be feats of strength? Will we be airing grievances, Chris Halleck? Um, if we're airing grievances, I just want them to be X's and O's grievances, not uh, anything else. Um, listen, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a challenge, man. It's gonna be a, a true challenge. Um, the Bengals are playing really, really good football right now, man. Uh, they just are. Uh, ever since the Steelers put up 421 yards on them, only 16 points. But ever since that game, Bengals are undefeated. Uh, they've Jake Browning looking like a legitimate NFL quarterback. Um, this is a team, man. This is a team and they are, they're, they're also facing a lot of adversity right now. They're without their franchise guy. They don't have Joe Burrow and they're finding ways to win football games and put themselves, you know, in a, in a decent spot with the playoff picture. And man, if they went out, man, that's 11 and six. And that's a really good shot at getting a playoff spot. So, uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, it's it's not going to be easy, and uh, and as we learned today, for sure, it's Mason Rudolph at the helm. Kenny Pickett's out. Mike Tomlin said it this afternoon. Now an injury report hasn't come out, but I think we already know uh, by now that that's really going to be the only one. The only other one I can think of as of right now is Isaac Samalo, but. He's, he's played through injury for the last two games, so I'm expecting him to play. Um, so we will see official in an official capacity, I suppose, whenever the Steelers uh, feel like dropping their injury report. could be within the next half hour to hour or so. But yeah. um, we do know right now, at least on the Bengals' side, uh, oh, wow, speak of the devil, that's funny. Uh, here's that injury report. Oh. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick, of course, out. Kenny Pickett, out. Uh, Trent Thompson, also out. He did not practice all week with a neck injury. Mm. And Elijah Riley, uh, he logged two full practices Wednesday and Thursday. He's questionable, uh, but I would expect Elijah to play. Um, you know, as as I got to talk to him on um, Monday and today, and and it sounds like Riley's going to play. So mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned Samalo. He actually did not practice Thursday, but he car- he does not carry an injury designation. So Sam Alu logged DNP limited DNP, mm-hmm. but does not have an injury designation for Sunday. So again, 
or Saturday, excuse me. Uh, so again, Kenny Pickett officially out. He practiced limited on Thursday. Trenton Thompson officially out and Minka out. Questionable is Elijah Riley uh, with his um, with his ankle. He has yet to come off of injured reserve, but yeah. that move is expected to be made mm-hmm. as early as tomorrow. Could be Saturday morning. So, but there, Eric Rowe in practice. What what's been his role in practice? He has been practicing with the first team as a safety. He confirmed that to me today. So nice, as of nice. right now, yeah. your safeties could look something in the realm of. Eric Rowe, Elijah Riley, Miles Killebrew, and Patrick Peterson. That's where they're at in the back end right there. Yeah. Now, I mean, granted, that 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 puts the Steelers in a really, really rough spot in the middle of their defense. And and I think that's why whenever, you know, any criticisms that, that come up with this football team, you know, they've typically been more on the offensive side of the ball because, well, they're not having to deal with the same stuff that they're having to deal with on defense. Um I mean, you're talking about Cam Hayward was out for, you know, what, more than half the year. Um, they lost Cole Holcomb. They lost Quan Alexander. Uh, now they're down. And Michael Walker is pretty much now in the doghouse. So now you've got a trio of Blake Martinez, Miles Jack, and Mark Robinson manning the middle, you know, behind Alandon Roberts, um, which, you know, Alandon Roberts in the position he was in behind, you know, Cole Holcomb and kind of, you know, one A one or two A two B with Quan Alexander. That was a good role, really good role. And even then, Landon Roberts has played really well, even after those injuries. But then you talk about okay, well now the safety position is decimated. They don't have Minka Fitzpatrick. They don't have Devonte Casey because of the suspension. They don't have Trenton Thompson, who's stepped up and looked pretty good. I mean, they're without their top three safeties right now. And Keanu Neal, I'm, I'm not even mentioning Keanu Neal. They're without their top four safeties right now. I mean, how often does that happen? I mean, that's a lot of adversity. However, Bengals dealing with their own adversity. Um, most important position on the field, quarterback. They're without their, their, you know, Joe Burrow, not there. Hasn't been there. And now he's out. And since Joe Burrow went down, the Bengals are 3-1. and one. And their only loss is to the Steelers. And, you know, the Steelers didn't blow them out of the water. You know that yeah, they put up 421 yards and probably could have scored more points. Should have scored more points than they did, but you know the Bengals weren't shellacked that day either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've looked really good. I mean, they beat the Jaguars. They've uh, I forget the other two teams they, that they've beaten. Uh, the Vikings last week. I remember that one. Um, let me pull that up. I'm using my phone as a light because <laughs> I'm hey. not getting I'm not getting a lot of uh, a lot of natural sunlight today. We got uh, we got some rain here in North Texas. So, but uh, you know, Bengals are dealing with their own adversity. Jamar Chase is going to be out this week. I mean, you know, they're finding a way to do it, and I think that's the big difference right now. When when we talk about all of the things going on with the Steelers right now, is the Steelers are not immune to having to deal with injuries right now. As as bad as those injuries are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, they don't have Kenny Pickett. Like that's a big one too. But I think being without <laughs> being without Joe Burrow is a little bit more of a big deal than being without Kenny Pickett. Joe Burrow's a MVP pal- MVP caliber quarterback that's been to a Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. yep. Um, if you just felt your phone vibrate, that might be the uh, notification pushed on the DK Pittsburgh Sports app with that injury update. Uh, reminder: if you download our app, one hundred percent free uh, on the Apple App Content's Store. Free. 
on yep. the Google Play Store. The content's free as well. And that includes our DK Pittsburgh Sports, Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, all of our feeds. So anytime that injury report hits, I'm pushing the alert to you. Anytime Pitt has National Signing Day and they sign 19 out of 19 guys that committed to them, I'm pushing that alert to you. Anytime Tristan Jari is in net, uh-oh. yeah. DK or Taylor hitting that alert. Anytime the Pirates re-sign Kutch, Alex is hitting the alert. That's how we roll here. So 100% free to download app, 100% free to read content, a whole feed, news feed of your favorite teams at the palm of your hand. No BS, no social network, no ads, no grandma posting about politics. It's a sports <laughs> app. Think of it as your sports social media network. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Uh, I'm a little surprised, to be quite frank with you, uh, that Isaac Sayamalo doesn't have an injury designation. I thought for sure um, he would be at least designated in some mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Um, but again, he has played through injuries over the last two games here, and you know he kind of has to at this stage. This this offensive line, um, I know it hasn't played well, but yeah. they need a guy like him out on the field. Um, but the safeties, you know, I wrote about the safeties today. If you uh hodge that's that's your way first off first off that's not true uh hodge says i read terrell austin said as a syracuse head coach first off that's not true uh second off they already hired their head coach uh fran brown out of the university of georgia who is absolutely killing it in this recruiting class absolutely killing it kyle mccord out of ohio state transferring up that's the best quarterback they've had ranked since donovan McNabb. it's a new era of orange football but no, Terrell Austin will not be the head coach uh, at Syracuse. Um, f- but for the sake of Saturday's game, if I if I may, when I see Syracuse, I divert. That's what happens. My, my brain automatically clicks and it goes a different direction. Um, but for Saturday's game, not having Kenny Pickett's obviously the big one. And it's going to be Mason Rudolph. Mitch mm. Trubisky will be the backup. Now, Tom, Mike Tomlin said Kenny's out. Um, but I don't think that's going to mean he has a possibility of being designated as the third quarterback. I do believe this is a true situation of him being out. And what that could do is open up the door for an Elijah Riley to come off of IR um, and be activated for this game. So there's going to be moves to be made, obviously, as there usually is um, leading up to the game. But, but, you know, not having Kenny Pickett, look, since that Bengals game that the Steelers won, the Bengals are undefeated and the Steelers are defeated. So... (laughs) Steelers have to find a way to turn that around or else, quite frankly, the season's probably over. This is literally do or die time for this team. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty rough. Um, you know, Steelers are dealing with a lot of adversity here. Um, but again, you know, they've got to find a way to do it. And right now they're, they're not doing it. Um, they've got to find a way. Um, other teams are getting it done with their backup quarterbacks and their third string quarterbacks. They're, they're finding ways to do it. And uh, I think that that just goes to show that the Steelers are not equipped for that properly. And uh, that's a, uh, that's a problem that they need to look at in the off season. Um, and uh, this is kind of an interesting comment. Uh, Mark asks uh, how much of these inside linebacker injuries on Omar Khan? Uh, he did sign Holcomb and Alexander players with injury history. Um, the Cole Holcomb injury from what I remember was kind of a freak accident thing, like yeah. the one with the Steelers. So that, that one's not, I think the times the times where you start to get really concerned about injuries and injury history is a lot of 
soft tissue injuries, a lot of hamstring pulls, a lot of groin pulls, uh, that kind of stuff. A lot of back, like, like back, like muscle injuries, like, you know, obliques and stuff like that. And I think those are the types of injuries you really kind of watch for with injury history. Cause that kind of goes to show, okay, how well does the, the player take care of his body? So on and so forth. Um, you know, when you look at like the types of injuries that absolutely plays a role. And then with Quan Alexander, you were taking a guy, w- which was, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, he was a late addition in training camp. Like this was, this was not, they weren't, they weren't, they were bringing him in to hope that he would possibly be something, which is exactly what it was. Yeah, He wasn't initially part of their, their plan at inside linebacker. They just added him. It'd be like, let's just add more depth. And if he turns into something great, you know, awesome. Uh, low risk, high reward type situation. That's exactly what it was. Um, and he did turn into something, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he did. And they got the high reward out of that because, and they took almost no risk. They they didn't give him a, a, a hefty contract. Um, so I, I don't put that on Omar Khan at all. I, I don't question those signings at all. Um, I don't think. I mean, look at look at the Bears. I mean, the Bears threw a boatload of money at inside linebacker and free agency. And what are they doing right now? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think inside linebacker is a position that's not worth investing a ton of money. It's just not, uh, you don't need that inside linebacker group. If you can draft and develop a couple of, you know, one or two star inside linebacker guys, you can fly over the field. You know, most recent example for the Steelers is Ryan Shazier. Phenomenal. Great. You have that guy. You have him on the cheap for four, maybe five years, depending on where you draft him. If you outside of that, man, don't don't invest, don't invest a ton of money there. There there are too many other positions that that require a lot of dollars in a salary cap league. A Steeler Girl 808 says, Is Kenny trending to play anymore this season? I'll put it to you this way. He practiced in a limited capacity all week. So he was out on the field at least doing some individual work stretching, getting on that ankle, mm-hmm. working that ankle out in a practice setting, in a practice capacity, and not just a rehab capacity. So that being said, think of it this way. He was limited all week, and even though Mike Tomlin on Monday said Mason Rudolph is going to start, there was still, like, in the back of the mind, an idea of, well, could they activate eight and have him back up Mason? Or could eight be activated and he could be designated as the third quarterback. Like, there was somewhat in the back of the mind a thought of that, at least for me. Um, one of the one of the fellow beat writers, Chris, would laugh at this, uh, theorized that uh, Mason, if the Steelers were in a position to win in the fourth quarter, Mason would get him there, and he would get sat for KP, and uh, Kenny would have the fourth quarter magic to employ so that's not going to happen obviously yeah but um no but that was in the back of the mind at least that kenny was going to be able to play and when mike tomlin said the door was ajar he means that he doesn't just say that kind of thing yeah so they gave kenny a chance this week to accelerate the rehab so to speak obviously he practiced all three days this week albeit in limited capacities so for saturday obviously not but for next week in Seattle, I wouldn't rule it out at all. I would think it's very possible. Unless Mason throws for like 350 and three touchdowns and no interceptions, I wouldn't count on I wouldn't count on that. So no, I would I, I would I, expect Kenny Pickett to play as early as next week. If not, um, it depends on the seedings and stuff. Maybe he plays 
week 18 in Baltimore, or if they're totally out of it, maybe they make the call to sit them. Although I don't think they would do that. No, and Matt, Matt kind of, Matt asks that question pretty much. What do you do next week? If Mason looks good and Kenny's ready, um, this, this is uh, still got to be about what you do next season, regardless of what the Steelers do for the remainder of this year. You have to get as it, it, it does the Steelers no good to sit Kenny Pickett. Um, if he can play, he needs to play uh, regardless. Uh, this is, uh, they need to, they need answers. And, and as, 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 as difficult as it is to get answers with this offense, with the state of this offense, with firing your offensive coordinator and with being in the very, very, very much in the interim phase between coordinators, uh, you still need Kenny Pickett to be on the field because I still want to see how much can he rise above circumstances. And I think that's something that we need to see from all players. But as I talked about with Joe Burrow, the most important position on the field is quarterback. I want to see Kenny Pickett play. Um, even though I still have my doubts uh, about him as, as a potential franchise quarterback, um, still he still needs to play mm-hmm. 100%. That, to me, that's not a question. If Kenny's healthy, he needs to play. Frankie asks, if things go south quickly on Saturday, do we ride with Mason the whole game? I think this is Mason Rudolph's game no matter what. You think of it this way. Mitch played so bad last Saturday that Mike Tomlin sat him with two minutes to go in the game out of reach with two with a two-score deficit. That's how bad it got for Mitch Trubisky, and Mike Tomlin said, that's it, we're putting Mason in. And then on Monday, when Mike Tomlin spoke with reporters, including myself, he said, we're playing Mason. So I don't think that those two events would have lined up if they did, if they weren't going to go back to Mitch Trubisky. I think, I think this is going to be Mason Rudolph's game through and through injury pending. The only way that Mitch mm-hmm. gets in is if Mason gets hurt. Uh, B. Phil asks, here's a question. Will Trubisky be let go of at the end of the year? Now, he does have one year left on his deal, but there is, I believe it's only like $2.3 million in dead money if they do let him go, which is a little under half of what they would have to pay him to stay in Pittsburgh. So if they get rid of Trubisky, it's it almost – Sounds like, depending on the plan, it almost sounds like it would be more cost efficient to just dump him and then sign a cheaper veteran backup or go to the draft for two more guys or one more guy, depending on what else happens with the position. Do you have that contract? I have I have his contract pulled up. So remember, he got the extension this past offseason. Like eight so, months ago, he got it. Yeah. Yeah. So he is uh, he is actually under contract for the next two seasons for 24 and 25. That's right. Thank you. Um, His cap hit next season would be seven and a half. His cap hit in 25 would be eight point three. If they straight up cut him next year, uh, they would. um, Let's see. They would save a little less than three million dollars. Okay. Um, yeah, so he, he, yeah, so his dead cap next season, no matter what they, no matter what he is, uh, he like dead, his cap hit, no matter what next year, whether he's on the team or not, will be at least 4.6 million. Woo. So if, yeah, so if they cut him, obviously if they kept him, then his cap hit, you know, being on the roster would be seven and a half. If they cut him, it would be down. They would save 2.9 million. So you're not you're not eating any money, you know, to to get rid of them, but that's still going to be four point six million dollars of your cap, you know, going toward Mitch Trubisky, no matter what. Um, so that's just, but that's just part of it. So obviously, 
the 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 best way I would go about that would be to try to find a trade partner and uh, not saying that they would get one. I'm just saying if you can get a bag of peanuts for them, uh, I'm talking about get a seventh round pick three years from now, do it because yeah. at that point, at that point, you're just doing it to clear cap space. Um, it, it's not anything about trying to get something in return. You're trying to get a, you're just money. trying to clear the cap space. Yeah, um, if you want the money back. Yeah. Even if you have to eat a little bit of that, if you can still save some of it, uh, that you wouldn't be paying in dead money, uh, that'd be, um, it would behoove the Steelers to, uh, entertain that, uh, Avenue, uh, just because, you know, and really what will ultimately decide whether Mitch Trubisky is there next year or not is who the offensive coordinator is. Of course, because the offensive coordinator is going to obviously have a big hand in who the quarterback is, whether it's Kenny Pickett, whether whether they just go with the same Kenny Mitch Mason group or if they decide to go free agency route or draft route or both or whatever. So Frankie asks, is your first rounder an O-lineman again? Uh, I think it totally entirely depends on the new offensive coordinator is. We talked about this and we'll talk way more about this, obviously, once the offseason begins, uh, potentially January 8th. Um, who the new offensive coordinator is dictates everything. And that includes the quarterback position. Now, Mike, if Mike Tomlin's going to be the head coach of this team next year, which for the sake of conversation right now, we'll say he is Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney would interview an offensive coordinator and they have two options. Number one, they could say, what's your vision for the quarterback position? Number two, they could say, we have Kenny Pickett. We want you to use Kenny Pickett. In fact, you're going to use Kenny Pickett. How do you plan on using Kenny Pickett? and they can hire a guy that has the best plan for Kenny Pickett, yeah. which is completely fair to do because... Two more years plus a third possible, you know, if mm-hmm. you exercise a fifth-year option. So mm-hmm. so yeah. you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So this is an advantage to take. A, to take. If, if Kenny Pickett is truly in Art Rooney's vision, the guy for this franchise, he's going to pick the best offensive coordinator to get the best out of him. And that's what the goal should be into the off season because then you won't have to burn a first round pick on Jane Daniels or any of the other quarterbacks. You could go get offensive line help. You could go get a guy that can help Kenny pick it out, whether it's a weapon or heck go get somebody on the defense that they still need. Cause they do have a lot of holes to fill in the defense now. Yeah. So it, it entirely depends. And, and we talked also about is Kenny tied to Mike Tomlin and that's a whole nother thing in and of itself. So a, a lot of draft questions like some some teams right now that are either eliminated from the postseason or that are very damn close, like the Steelers are. Yeah, they are lose talking, Saturday. They will be <laughs> are, right. Well, are talking in some facets about the draft. It's really hard to talk about the draft right now from a Steelers perspective because we don't know who number one for sure the offensive coordinator is going to be, and number two, if the possibility is even out there that Mike Tomlin could be traded or fired. We don't know any of that yet, so yeah. it's it's hard to talk about draft stuff right now at this stage there's one thing that i can say with certainty going into the draft and i this kind of came up in my live cues yesterday a little bit because uh there was a a question about you know you know do you try to you know i and i understand i'm not faulting uh whoever asked it you know about you know kind of playing revisionist history about like oh you know first round pick you know doesn't go to a running back and so it should have taken creed humphrey over Najee harris so on and so forth that was a topic then it's still a topic now uh the only thing I can chalk that up to really is, and I wasn't covering the team at the time, so I'm not going to pretend to know what was going on there. But what I will say is 
the last couple of years, or I'd say even few years of Ke- of the Kevin Colbert era, the Steelers definitely started trading more for need than they did taking the best player available. And that is a major, major problem. And I don't care what the Steelers say. They will, they've always said they're taking best player available. Your actions speak louder than your words. You traded up to get Devin Bush. Okay. You trade, you, you took a running back in the first round whenever, you know, that's typically not the, not the, um, not the way to go. Um, you got to take the best player in the draft. And for example, if the Steelers go into this draft, regardless of what they've done in free agency, regardless of what they've done with the offensive coordinator position or with, or what they've done with Mike Tomlin, if they go into the draft at whatever position and one of those franchise quarterbacks is falls into their lap, one of those potential franchise quarterbacks falls into their lap, you're telling me you're not going to take them? I, I I have a hard time passing that up. You know, mm-hmm. what if another, but what if you pass on, on a, on another Ben Roethlisberger, you know, what, what happens if you pass on another or it's another Dan Marino situation, you yep. know, you, you just, you can't pass on a guy. And if, if, if you don't need a quarterback or if one of those quarterbacks isn't there because you, you know, you know, you, what, I mean, the Steelers don't have a legitimate quarterback where it's like, we definitely don't need that position. So that's what I'm saying. But if, if it's another, if none of those quarterbacks are there and you have another best player available, whether it's a center tackle, yeah. uh, whatever position, man, like you got to take best player available. Got to tell you what, we're getting a lot of good questions today in the chat. Maybe that's a thing we do tomorrow on, on a football Friday. It's just take questions, whether it's about the Steelers, the NFL, about Christmas, about anything. I think we could do that on a Friday, but uh, we'll answer a few more to end the show out today. Um, Teresa asks, what's the cap look like this offseason? Seems to be a lot of quality free agents hitting the market. Now, this according to SpotRack, um, looking at the 2024 cap tracker, the Steelers are 24th in terms of cap um, allotment. They're currently in the red uh, with next year's salary cap. Just a little bit. So they're going to have to move some money. They're going to have to move some players around in order to clear some money. And Matt asks, do you think they pick up next year's option on Najee Harris? I'm starting to be inclined that they're not going to. I don't think they do. I don't think he's going to be merited the the money that a fifth-year option would get from a, from being a first-round pick. I'm starting to become a little less inclined to say yes on that, on Najee Harris. Yeah, so the 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 Najee thing is still a bit murky to me because, again, I, I want to see who the offensive coordinator is that they hire because I think the offensive, the offensive coordinator will definitely – play a role in that when it comes to cat when it comes to cap stuff i remember going into last season you know or last offseason like going into it a lot of people would would do the same thing they would go to over the cap or spot tracker and 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 be like hey the steelers are it doesn't look like they have a lot of cap space well you know once we actually start getting into the analysis we start looking at like okay what players are going to be gone what players are still there what uh contracts can be restructured so on and so forth like we knew last year going into the Steelers, we're going to have a decent amount of cap space. Now I haven't done a lot of studying the cap just yet. Again, I'm still in regular season mode. I'm not mm-hmm. in the off season mode yet. So I haven't started looking at the cap situation for next year, but just because they show to be in the red right now does not mean that they're going to be strapped to the cap. You can't be strapped to the cap when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. You just can't. No. Um, th- there are definitely ways that you can move money around. Um, even some of the guys who signed some of the bigger contracts, even last offseason, there are ways to create cap space. And if there's anything Omar Khan is really, really good at, it's working the cap. He knows how to do it. So, yeah, not worried um, about that. 
uh, Teresa says she has an inkling that Andy Weidel was window dressing. I don't think Andy Weidel was window dressing for really anything. I think he had a pretty decent say in what went on. And I think a pretty good point of evidence is Isaac Samalo and Nate Herbig coming in. Uh, those are two guys that Weidel obviously knew in Philadelphia. Samalo obviously has won a Super Bowl. So those are two guys that have familiarity with there. I think Weidel had at least some part in helping to um, this roster. Well, and, and like in terms of the draft prep, um, Andy Weidel built the draft board. Yes. Like, that was his role. Yes. Like, so now he didn't necessarily make the decisions based on, you know, he builds the draft board. And then when it comes to the ultimate decision, that is the triune head uh, above all everything, you know, for every Steelers decision between Art Rooney, Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan. So, but Andy Weidel's fingerprints are definitely on the draft and mm -hmm. you can kind of see it with the way the draft played out. Um, taking Broderick Jones, Broderick Jones in the first round, um, you know, taking Keanu Benton with their second, second round pick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, uh, Teresa asked, you know, how much influence does Tomlin have on that board? Everybody has, everybody has influence in terms of it's not just one guy calling the shots on every single thing. You know, there, there's, there really is a teamwork effort to, everything when it comes to free agency when it comes to the draft i mean there is it's not just when i say andy weidel built the board that doesn't mean that mike tomlin and omar khan and art rooney said it's it's all 100 yours and absolutely nobody else can have a say in it no the scouting department has a say um mike tomlin has a say um omar khan has, everybody has a little bit of a say but andy weidel is the ultimate one who built the board uh, and then again, when it comes to the actual decisions made, if there were some guy based off of how their board looks, you know, when they get to a certain pick, it might be a situation where they're like, listen, it might not be this guy. It might be this guy because maybe certain position, whatever, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm not in the room. I'm not going to pretend to know what that board looks like. And let's not forget, by the way, Alex Highsmith extension kicks in next year. Mm -hmm. um, so he'll be making in the roundabout of, uh, of $11 million. Alan Robinson's do 11 Nine seventeen five on his contract, and I'm not expecting that. I'm to be paid pretty in full. sure that's a massive saving. Was I'm not expecting Alan that Robinson. to be paid in full. Somebody asked uh, who who makes the most money here uh, in terms of the Steelers. And the answer is T.J. Watt, uh, unequivocally. Oh, yeah, T.J. Watt. Next question. year his cap hit. Next year his cap hit's going to be in the roundabout of thirty million. Um, then Cam Hayward's going to be around twenty two. So Allen Robinson is probably the most, the, like the epitome of, uh, of, in terms of a cap casualty player next yeah. year, his cap hit next year would be 11.9 million with dead cap only being 1.9. That is literally saving $10 million immediately by saying goodbye to Allen Robinson. That is the easiest mm -hmm. decision of in the history of decisions mm -hmm. to take the, <laughs> yeah, was a capital one commercials. I mean, like that, that's a, that's an easy one. Chooks and core for, by the way, do 11.8 next year. So we'll see uh, with Chooks. I didn't expect us to get into contracts today, but here we are. Yeah. Um, the Steelers play the Bengals Saturday, as we've been talking about in brief, no Kenny Pickett for Pittsburgh. Um, I guess tomorrow we're going to do more Q and a, because there's been a lot of it today and uh, I like it quite frankly. So how about tomorrow on football Friday, we'll do about 20 minutes Q and a, We'll do 10 minutes of picks and round and a recap of the game and, and start to get into the mindset of the Bengals. Um, I don't really have a final thought for today. 
I'm kind of spent on them to be yeah. honest right now. No, so. it's uh, I, I got a lot of thoughts out yesterday on 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 stuff, and I, I'm like I'm so over it. Uh, I even got a a late question on the George Pickens stuff uh, in my live cues that was yesterday, but it was this morning. So I gave a very very short answer, and I was like, listen, I am. Yeah. I'm spent on the George Pickens conversation, especially after the way yesterday went. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. So yeah. um, just ever listen, we're what, four days from Christmas. Um, I think and, both of us are on holiday brain right now. Yeah. It's just like, listen, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, you know, obviously there's a football game this weekend, but you know, listen, four days, you know, four days from Christmas, um, regardless, you know, regardless of how you celebrate the holiday season, man, everybody just try to try to be joyful, try to be happy. Um, mm-hmm. show some kindness, show some love. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to just enjoy the rest of the, uh, the rest of the days leading up to Christmas. Cause my kids are looking forward to it. And that's what I'm going to take enjoyment out of. By the way, I think this was an easy guess, but we're not going to have a show Christmas day. No, we're, no, we're just, no, we're not doing the show Christmas day. No. So enjoy your holiday with your, your loved ones. Obviously Christmas Eve is Sunday, so there would be no show anyway. So no show on Monday, but we'll be back tomorrow. Q and a. Bring some questions, write them down, put them on a napkin, put them in your head, wherever you got to put them. We'll answer them tomorrow. We'll, we'll do that for about 20 minutes, and then we'll spend the last 10 minutes of tomorrow's show on uh, on the Bengals, and we'll give picks and all that fun stuff on a football Friday. So for now, on this Thursday, December 21st, 2023, DK and Ramon, the Ramon Foster Show, returns in 30 minutes. You'll want to stay tuned for that, I'm sure. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. This has been the Southside Beat. Have a good day, everybody. Cheers.